All right, guys.、Uh, welcome back to another episode of Hundred、uh, Books here with Kevin. Let's talk about a new book today.、Uh, it's called Alter Traits.、Uh, it talks about the connection between meditation and neuroscience and kind of using、um, experiment to see what exactly is happening when somebody is meditating. I love meditation. I really like this book. So we're gonna probably spend the next couple of days on this book. And then see if we can actually、uh, have a couple like evidence to support meditation that it brings、uh, and it's a benefit that brings to the brain. Okay, so let's talk about、uh, the book, right? So、um, in the beginning, there's this、uh, neuroscientist called Richie. Okay, so he started to focus on this in the nineteen seventies. He Ask this question, right? Like if we can actually identify a neural signature of attention. Okay, so he was explain. He was exploring for a sign of skill in attention that is different in meditators and non-meditators. So he was trying to see. Okay, does meditation actually help you focus more? Does it actually help you to get attention? More right or able to pay attention more. Let's put it that way, right? So our meditators are better at focusing. So Richie measured something. So he measured the brain electric, uh, the brain electric, uh, electrical signals from the scale of the med,、uh, from the scalp of the med,、uh, meditator、uh, from their、uh, head. So here's kind of how they design it. So whenever they hear a tone, like a very flat tone, or they saw flashing lights, they were giving the、um, instruction to focus on the sound, and then the other one given the instruction to focus on the light. So both light and tone kind of、uh, flash together, and then one got told to focus on the light, one got told to focus on the tone, the sound. Now, Richie analyzed the electrical signal for that.、Um, it's called event-related potential. Okay, so it it's actually measured in very very microscopic level,、uh, one in a millions of a volt. It can be measured, which is pretty impressive from the seventies and eighties. So, here's what he found. So Richie, so Richie found that. The size of these tiny signals was diminished in response to the tone when meditator focused on the light. So, while the signals are triggered by the light or reduced in size when the meditators focus their attention to the tone. So, what that means is, it doesn't matter which group you're talking about. It doesn't matter which group you're assigned to. When the participants are focused on the light. They're actively blocking out the sound. When the participants are looking, are paying attention to the sound, they're actively blocking out the light. So the result is, is meditation allows you to mentally separate different sensory input, which I think is super important right here, right? But the problem is, is we cannot quantify. It. It's it's hard to quantify, right? So this is kind of like a weak outcome of an experiment. Because our ability to block out sound when we're focusing on the light, or block out light when we're when we're focusing on the sound, it doesn't really distinguish that much. Right? It's 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 hard to 
distinguish, I say, the differences between a meditator and a non-meditator, right? So another example of an experiment is they're actually uh, doing a loving kindness. So loving kindness gives people a more positive outlook uh, on life compared to non-meditators, right? So we call this the meta tradition of, of the uh, meditation. So after they meditated in a uh, loving kindness way, then the outlooks on life become better. That's actually pretty interesting. And there are some costs and, and, and effects in neurological research in that regard as well. So what's the outcome, right? What can we conclude from that? It's really that mindful attention experiences is really something that's brain altering, it's brain transforming. It actually alters our psycho uh, psychological or neurological pathways. There's another study done by a uh, PhD, a student from Harvard, from Stanford, I think this, this is back in the 80s too. Uh, he was doing a PhD in uh, religious studies. His name is Alan Wallace. So here's what Alan did. Alan took the Tibetan uh, meditation practice and formed into a thing called mindfulness attention training. Okay? And then it includes breath work, it includes natural flow of mind stream, and it includes awareness itself. Now, here's a study. So he have a bunch of people who have not meditated before and then assign them to this mindful attention training or assign the other group to the compassion meditation or the control group, they just talk about physical health, okay? So Alan took three group of people who never meditated before. One group put it into uh, mindfulness attention training. Secondly, it goes into compassion meditation um, just that, hey, you know, like, here's a new thing called compassion meditation, let's go try it out. The last group, they, they, didn't, they did not do anything, they just talk about physical health, okay? So the participant were scanned in the uh, brain scanner before and after they went into the eight weeks of training. This is like a huge effort. The, the uh, participant has to do this training for eight weeks, uh, two months, okay? And then they were scanned afterwards. Now in the scanner, they went through what is called a standard emotion research. So what that means is they put you in a, in a, a, a scanner, they put uh, electrodes on your uh, scalp, on your head, and then they show you pictures, right? They, they show you pictures of puppies, they show you picture of uh, flowers, and then they show you upsetting pictures, like the murder scene, like the burn victim. And then they measure your brain wave after that. So here's the results. The mindful attention group like the people that actually went through eight weeks of mindfulness training show reduced amygdala activity in response to the, to, the distributive, to the disturbing pictures. So amygdala is like our emotional center. Right? It's something that we do fight or flight with. So um, the experienced meditator actually did that when, when, when they go through the, the uh, training, their brain doesn't really react that much to the disturbing photos, which is great news, right? So in a sense, to, 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 to conclude this, right? Like we talk about the, the uh, kind of like the ways of meditation can reinforce focus. This is something is actually really, really important to know is that medita meditation does help you focus and it does help you tune out outside 
world outside environment. And most importantly, it makes you less reactive. You have more control over your brain or your, your thought process, and it makes you more independent of your outside environment, if you may. Okay? All right, guys. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Uh, share with your friends. Uh, subscribe. We have tomorrow another episode, and we have one more episode after that. All right? Thank you so much. Have a good day.